All right, let's go over the facts of the case again. The motion uh, of them between one frame to the next is impossibly fast. It kind of looks like Wes entering the alley for a second time. Albion, did, did you see that? Was that was that Marcus? Your reverie is interrupted by a familiar voice behind you, and it sounds like Sergeant Ditko. You get a phone call. Hello? There's a unique void of sound there. You start to hear some tapping sounds. Send the audio to Albion. What am I hearing? L, P, and then H, E. It's a call for help. You turn your head over your shoulder to look at Ditko. He's not there. You see a Nixie, familiar to you, standing on your doorstep. She does not look like she is in good shape right now. Hey, put... Let me in, please. No, I... no, uh, Albion. If you all go out there, you're going to leave me here alone with something that apparently is targeting people that you associate with. Yeah, but uh, we're not Rowan, friends. Rowan, it sounds like you want to be the bait. Her green blanches. You cannot be serious. A schedule of things we need to do this session. I okay. noticed. Camp oh, counselor. Boy. You've got an agenda. Because I listened to our show and I remembered we left some things hanging. I mean, one of us has to. Mandatory yeah, fun. <laughs> Mandatory. So we have to tell the wolves that we're hunting a fae and stuff. We need to follow up with Chris about our visions. Um, preferably with a phone call. And, um, then we need to, or a Zoom call or something. And then we need to plan out our trap with Rowan, who is currently probably in a bathtub. Um, Right, that's where we left off. We gotta ruin. I want you to know, that's the cold open to the episode. That was episode content. (laughs) Oh, oh, geez. Okay. Hi, audience, it's me, Tom. Yay, Tom. No, it's Okay, ready, and five, four, three, two, episode start. That's my brother. He's awesome. Yay. What? Proud of you, Tom. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how much of this is going to stay in, but... That's fair. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, sure, past, a little bit of time has passed, and you've drawn up a bath for Rowan so that she can actually, like, be there. I don't know. Yeah, a hot bath, to be clear. I have a question, actually. Yeah. Des, do you have, like, a water filter for drinking water at all? It's She probably has, like, a Brita filter because I would imagine the house is very old, so it's probably got very old plumbing. Okay, because I, you might realize that if she's trying to get away from being stuck in the local water... Okay, uh, you're, that's a... You're probably using the local water? <laughs> 
Well, yeah. Yes, being a local. If you're filtering it, then perhaps uh, things will be more okay. I mean, should I, like, boil the water before putting it into the tub? Well, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Ooh, wait. They have those, the, the tablets that, like, purify water that you put in there, like Alka-Seltzer. I guess, like, water purification tablets? That's what I said, yes. It's probably going to be like a a, a multi, like a, a project where you've got like both boiled water from the stove as well as, you know, so that's hot water. Then you got a little cooler water from a Brita filter being poured in while it's filtering. This is the most high maintenance NPC ever. Would a bath bomb yeah, be more, is, would be better. Scout we have hot, clean water for her to be in. We will do our best to make it clean, filtered water for the Rowan. She is a guest, after all, and we need her comfortable. Okay. I don't like how you said that. That was kind of creepy at the end. <laughs> yeah. Des it sounds like Jack character. talking. We have it's, it's like such the... sights to show you. I was going to say, <laughs> that sounds like the sort of thing that you say while you are uh, putting the plastic tarp down. <laughs> Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? You know, just poison the wine a bit. (laughs) And here's a helpful hack for all of you people at home. Remember, when you bury a body, make sure to put endangered plants above it so that they can't, they're not allowed to dig there. (laughs) For Martha Stewart living to you. Green Mountain Mysteries does not endorse or condone murder. (laughs) So anyway, we gotta go kill a shapeshifter. (laughs) Hey, remember kids, 10 minutes of a hacksaw saves you 30 minutes with a shovel. I'm so uncomfortable right now. We're Michael, murdering. Michael. <laughs> so anyway, let's let's get to the actual meat of the show. What's the first thing you're gonna do, gang? So while Rowan is getting to relax in water that is actually clean, uh, Albion's gonna call the wolves. Okie dokie. Which one are you calling? I assume John. Yeah, he's the de facto leader. Okie dokie. Are you calling on Dez's house line or? Uh, his cell phone, Albion's cell phone. Uh, yeah, John picks up. Hey there, John. So, you got an update. Are you with the others right now? Um, yeah, well, I'm, I mean, one. One of them. Uh, the other one's in town with Wes. Right. Yeah, um, put me on speaker if you'd be so kind. Okay. You ain't uh, in public, right? No, we're we're at the farmhouse. Good, all right. So, uh, I know what we're hunting, and I know what hit Wes. Really? You hear Annie in the background pipe up as well. What? What is it? Well, it's a fae. We don't know exactly what kind. All I know is it's a shapeshifter that can steal voices. There's a pause. Oh, I see. You haven't heard from any of us recently, have you? No. No, no. Just just sort of wrapping my head around that. Uh, There's still a lot of things that are very new to me, of course. The only person that I really know from that side of things is Phoebe, and she's... We kind of dropped her off at the uh, hospital. So, right. You should probably get in touch with her. Double check any phone calls you get. Make sure you know the number. 
well, since we have cell phones, that shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, we got a call from Wes, but it wasn't Wes a while ago. So. When? Before Wes got hit, actually. Oh, that son of a bitch. Yep, that's my thought exactly. This, so, this, this some bitch actually kidnapped my younger sister recently. Excuse? Excuse me? You yeah. have a younger sister and she's in town? No, a while ago. Back in Oklahoma. It, oh. Yeah, it's got a grudge on me, specifically. Huh. Okay, well, that's, hmm. So why, why would it, why would it have attacked Wes then? It's try. I guess Wes got too close, or fact is that it's a, uh, it's trying to target people it knows I'm that I'm close with right now. Okay, okay, I got it. Listen. All right. Once, um, yeah. Once this is done, I I might be moving on. I think. Oh. Annie pipes up. I was actually going to say, you don't talk to us. Keep out of touch with us until this thing is done. Yeah. You remember what happened? First time we met? Yeah. Annie, Annie, this, this really, this isn't his fault. Oh, and how do we know that? Come on. Be reasonable, okay? D don't. Jump to don't jump to conclusions. I'm not being unreasonable, John. We will talk about this and get back to you. There's nothing to discuss. If this thing is trying to go after Albion's friends, we're Albion's friends. We need to stick together, hunker down, and make sure that we are safe. And that's it. Weren't we doing yeah, that? Yeah, I don't. Hey. Hey, Andy, I don't need you guys weren't in on we hunkering the... down and making sure that we were safe the last time? You son of a bitch. We... Okay, you're right. We will discuss this and get back to you later. Look, before you hang up, my crew has a plan to deal with this thing. We don't necessarily need you in on that plan. Obviously, I'm not asking you. You're only on this thing if you want to volunteer for it. And if you have any reservations... And I would not fucking blame you, given the circumstance. Then yeah, protect your own. That's what's important. Yeah, the way that I see it, we almost, we almost had a uh, a repeat. Almost had a repeat of our little group here getting targeted, only for you guys to have to clean up that mess. Fuck if I don't know if the first time was because you were around. Annie, will you shut up? I... You know what? No, I'm gonna say. In my defense, no. That wasn't involved in that until I stepped up to help you. John uh, takes the phone off of speaker and just says, We will talk to you later, okay? Yeah, talk. Okay. In the meantime, I'm going to make it... You know what? If one of you wants to go 
and get some answers out. Uh, two of you, two of you or more, want to go and maybe ask for any sort of answers out of Phoebe. We aren't scheduled to pick her up for another hour or so. Yeah. Talk to you later. Alvin's going to hang up, and he is going to uh, just stand there for a moment, shaking a little bit. Then he's going to um, he's going to shoot a text to Alistair, saying, "Probably have to bug out soon. Can't stay here." And uh, that's going to be the end of my scene. Okay, anybody else have something to do during that conversation, or we're moving on to the next thing? Um, I think that after Rose' incident with Chris and her feeling very, very confused about why Chris kind of left, and like the whole everything, um, she she's probably going to shoot a text to Chris. Um, first one just says, I'm sorry. The second one says, I'd really like to talk to you. We don't have to meet in person. And just see if there's a response, but not expecting one. You do get a response text after a moment uh, that says, Hey, will chat via text? Okay, I can work with this. Um, so just so we're all on the same page, what obviously we want to warn Chris about what's happening um, but is there anything I should specifically cover in my conversation for the group? No. Albion's gonna walk downstairs and just like, we just need to know what the vision was, what the threat was, and how we can stop it. Okay. So I think Ro conveys that, um, saying... Uh, before you do, you do get a text from Chris mm -hmm. that says, I know this, uh, is awkward, but not mad at you with the little like letter U. <laughs> it's 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 more text uh like there's some text abbreviations in uh Chris's messages mm. uh, at this point. Just not mad at you, mad at life. Okay. Um so yeah, my message basically reads, um I'm glad that you're not mad at me. I don't wanna jeopardize any friendship we may have i'm interested in knowing more about your prophecy um especially about the tree and anything you may have seen that would be helpful for for us just get back to me when you can and that's it halfway through typing that you get a message that says dot 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 novel incoming <laughs> oh my feelings and then uh another message after like Taking a moment to read and digest and then fire pack a text that says dot 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 fine novel coming you are way <laughs> and Chris texts you back and explains that uh, the things that she experiences are usually too vague to actually be actionable. And if it is specific, no one ever believes her. Mm -hmm. Like, 
if it's specific, then apparently the claim is too outlandish for people to uh, believe it and they sort of dismiss it out of hand. And otherwise, it's, again, like vague. And um, Chris says that a lot of what she experienced surrounding your group didn't make sense to her at the time. It kind of came as very cryptic imagery and uh, it's basically like the game Mysterium where you're trying to <laughs> communicate concrete ideas through surreal images and um, they, she didn't have a frame of reference for any of it <laughs> until meeting you. So she finishes that text and it's a wall and uh, <laughs> then uh, she says gonna need some time to try to figure out how to explain dot 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 prophecies dot 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 fucking hate that word okay we'll text you later thumbs up emoji upside down smiley face cat paw <laughs> um and then wtf <laughs> no response gonna talk to philippa see if she knows anyone that can help me okay good um yeah so ro you know goes over to the group and kind of i think she lets everyone read the text so they're all on the same page um just so we kind of know what's going on um with the prophecies not being believed is that like an absolute not if you're someone who understands that it's a that is, that's the nature of so for most folks normal folks folks like us who aren't in the know yeah you dismiss that shit out of hand because who believes in magic and fairy tales for real this ain't this ain't i don't know fucking peter pan or something look I, mm -hmm. I, I, i've run out of references but um my <laughs> point is that we are more likely to actually find useful information from that okay um does anyone here know who philippa is yeah she was the um basically Marcus's boss when he was part of the Paranet around here. I thought that was Titania. She's kind of the person in charge. Now, that's his boss now. Got, okay. Alright, just, that was a, a me thing. <laughs> Out of game, like, uh, do you think Des would have ever had any contact with Philippa because she kind of is a part of the Paranet a little bit? You probably would have had some level of contact with her. I know that in the sort of backstory, you and Marcus had an encounter and he offered to put you in touch with her. So I'm sure that you've probably met her at least once. All right. Um, I, uh, I, I know her a little bit. Only, only really met her once uh, through Marcus, actually. But uh, I know Philippa. Okay. Do you think that there's a way we can get in contact with her as well? I don't, I don't know what... Um, is happening or what's going to happen, but I want everyone to be prepared. Um, yeah, I could try reaching out to Philippa. Uh, sometimes uh, it takes a little while for anyone on the Paranet to get back to me, but I can certainly try. Okay, yeah, I think that might be good, because if Chris and her friends are in danger because of us or whatever we're dealing with, I, I want everyone to be prepared. We also should be prepared. Yes, of course. How how does one get in touch with Philippa? Carefully. <laughs> I, I'm asking our DM. I know. I know. 
your your GM is responding with <laughs> no, that's that's way too formal and awkward. Um, <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> no, uh, she has a phone, and you also know that she works at a particular shop in the uh the the sort of downtown strip. It's it's one of those shops that's kind of curious and turns out to be a little bit of a front for people who are in the know. Okay. Um, would anybody like to come with me to go to the shop? Okay. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea for me to go. Okay. I think, I think that Darius, I'm sorry, I think that uh, Sylvester just offered. Yeah. Sly and Dez on another whirlwind adventure. <laughs> hey. Um, now, are you two okay staying back here? Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on Ro. I think well, it's, I, it's I, best. Yeah, that... please keep an eye on Rowan. Um, she is a guest here, but, um, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff here in this house that's original to the house, and I, I, I just, you know, please take care of the house. And, um, Ro, are you going to be okay? You hear, actually, a call from upstairs. I'm not going to be going anywhere but right where I am now. Thank you. <laughs> and I would appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, right. I'm very good at hearing when I'm in the water. Cool. Do you need more hot water, Rowan? Yes, please. <laughs> I'll boil some up for you. Your hospitality is extremely appreciated, you bastard. <laughs> Des is going to take a uh, row um, aside for a second. I understand that you are going through a lot right now. Are you going to be okay to actually hunker down here and stay safe here for a couple of hours? Yeah, I. I can't. I can't leave if you. I don't feel that. If I feel that you're going to walk away again, I won't. You really think Albion's okay. going to let me leave this house? Well, it's just we were reckless last time, and something could have happened, and. I couldn't forgive myself. So just please just stay stay with stay where it's safe, please. Okay, I will. And don't All right. Uh, uh, don't let Sylvester Christine, out of your sight. Sorry, not Christine. <laughs> Darius Sylvester, um <laughs> after you're done talking to the with Philippa, if you want to mind swinging by the hospital and uh, checking in with Phoebe. Sure. Asking her for any uh advice on the kind of fae we're dealing with. So we're going to go visit Wes? Yeah. Basically. Okay. Des is going to run upstairs and grab a pair of fuzzy socks. <laughs> I just don't... He's hurt because of me. So I don't think it's a good idea for me to be there. Alvian, you're not going to blame yourself for this. This is not your fault. And it's important you know that. I don't care. It is my fault. No, I don't care that you think that it is. It's not. We all know it. Did you put Wes in that hospital bed? Personally. My... No, but I might as well have. No, we're we're gonna work on this probably while you guys are gone. This is you cannot blame yourself for things that you did not directly have an impact on. Yes, this bastard is out and doing God knows whatever and has an association with you because of previous things, but you did not make this happen. We're a team. If you're responsible, we're all responsible. So you might as well blame me, okay? That don't seem right. And that's how I feel about you blaming yourself. So, there. <laughs> God damn it. Well, I'll go get Rosa hot water while y'all do your business. Which one? I might need to... <laughs> Rowan. Look, the 
Row the lesser. This is and gestures at Row. This is Row the greater. Thank you. <laughs> Takes a deep, gracious bow. <laughs> Your pity party isn't getting me my water. Alien's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> gonna. All right, get, I think. Uh... <laughs> get row the water. <laughs> and I think Des and uh, Sly will head out. Are you okay with hitting up the hospital first, uh, Sylvester? Sure. Okay. I'm very glad that you decided to take Sly with you on this one because, well, he can definitely make sure that you get in to see a person in a hospital as he is a doctor. A Sylvester and Des adventure. <laughs> Sylvester can use his natural charm to make sure that nobody really questions it. So charming. I mean, am I wrong? Dot, <laughs> dot, dot. It's the coat. <laughs> No one questions the coat. It is a good coat. Uh, which which coat have you got right now, Doc? Uh, probably the dark blue one. Nice. Fashion Doc. <laughs> so Fashion Doc and a living pile of scarves walk into <laughs> um, Wes's hospital room. Fashion disaster. <laughs> nah, Des is, Des is well put together. <laughs> I don't know why I had to specify that. What is, this is going <laughs> off the rails very quickly. Yeah, you basically make your way into see Wes, and there is Phoebe in there as well. You can see that Wes is basically just sort of sleeping and doing the recovery thing. And when uh, Phoebe sees you walk in, she makes a gesture toward the door to just basically make sure that it's closed. All right, yeah, Sh shut the door. Let us be very quiet, because the baby is sleeping. <laughs> and how is he doing today? Well, he is slightly less like he took the wrong end of a troll. So he is improving, I think. Is he comfortable? She looks at you, uh, a slightly inquisitive, and then says, Yes. Comfort helps with the healing process. Is that correct there, uh, doctor? Yes. <laughs> then yes, he is. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, we were actually wondering if um, you yourself have any new information at all regarding the interesting circumstances that we found ourselves in? Unfortunately, I don't have new information. I just know that right now things are difficult at the farm. And not just because we have a capable hand who is laid up. Something else going on? <sighs> Annie and John are not saying it, but they are having arguments with only their eyes. Oh, drama. Mm. Yes. Uh, just to... You know, I understand there's a lot going on. That sounds like a lot. Uh, hoping to take a little more because um, we've discovered that uh, what got Wes was actually um, some form of a fae shapeshifter who can steal voices. So we're pretty sure he copied Wes's body and voice and called me. There's just this low rumbling growl the whole time. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he called called me and uh so i 
I texted Wes because he, he, I thought it was Wes. He asked me to. Uh, and uh, so that was where he ended up, um, you know, in, in the alley behind the skinny pancake and got, got attacked. Uh, but that's why we're traveling in, in a, you know, gr- groups now. Uh, but thought you should know. And uh, I'm sure that that's probably just going to add to the stress and tension and drama back on the farm. And I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news about that. I see. I Got anything see. to add, Sly? No, you pretty much summed it all up. Okay. Well, I will remind Sly that you, uh, you do know a thing about what this guy is capable of. You and Albion did have a bit of an investigatory time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this thing can, like, rip a dude's head off. Excuse me. Explain. I'm just gonna show her the photo on the table. She looks at it, dispassionately. Most people would be pretty disturbed by this. Not Phoebe. I figured. How... where did you get this? I have a friend that runs a crematorium. Phoebe just kind of looks at you quizzically. She burns the dead bodies. Oh, is... is she... is this a ritual thing? Yes, yeah, some people can't afford coffins, so you burn the bodies, not the ashes. So put the ashes in a urn or a coffee can, you spread them over a mountain. Uh, people do weird shit with dead bodies, man. <laughs> I, I see. This is an avenue of humanity I was not necessarily aware of. Thank you for that, but I will try to parse that later. No, for now, uh, it, you are sure that this thing that hit Wesley was responsible for this. Yeah. We're British. Yeah. And it seems to have a personal vendetta against Albion specifically. So it might be, uh, it might be wise to travel in groups and just make sure that you're vetting your friends for right now, just to make sure that they actually are who they say they are. Maybe ask them questions that only they can answer. Uh, I mean, if it could take on Wes's form, who who knows what next? Um, it's possible that even uh, it might have even gotten a cop, and uh, it's it's a little bit scary out there right now. First question I have for the two of you then: If it can do this, pointing to the phone, then why is Wesley lying in that bed there? Probably because he's not human. Uh, if something can, wait. Hmm. Wesley, if Wesley was in wear form at the time, then I suppose that would make... Mm. But if it had him... Com- if it had him completely unawares... In his words, he was hulked out. Ah, yes, he does make reference to the Stanley characters. Now... <laughs> Stanley. Mm. But this creature would still recognize the th- this form and would understand probably how to destroy Wesley if it needed to. Why did it not? I mean, it's possible that because it is a personal vendetta, maybe he's just toying and hurting people that Albion cares about. Yeah, like bait. I mean, just shot in the dark. Mm. I mean, we we came real close last time we met up with it back in Oklahoma. I mean, he should have just finished it, I guess. I see. Hmm. I am trying to understand this thing's motive. 
If it is Hunter, I want to put myself inside of its head. It's spite. I will have to think. I'm not there, but it's spite. But, hmm. Well, I will ask, what should I ask you to know that you are you? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. This is, um, this is fine. I, uh, I think I understand what we may be dealing with, and if there is one thing that it cannot replicate, it is smell. Oh, that's good to know. Wait, that's right. He said it doesn't give a scent. It was also hard to track with the what fish. What it may have smelled like with the fish, yes. It had perfect cover opportunity. It took advantage of uh, conditions it had. Well. Oh, is, is there anything else that we can help you guys with? We're kind of uh, out running errands right now. Hmm. I see. Well, from what I understand, have you already talked to John and, um, have you, have you all, you knew that I was here, so you did. I, I'll be in called, yeah. And how did this conversation conclude? Uh, he it didn't say, actually. I'm mm. not sure. If well, Eldian... you know that I talked about leaving immediately after, so that should give an indication on that. Did any of us hear that part, Tom? Yeah, you were, yeah, I was just talking with, uh, to Ro about that before y'all left. Okay, I thought we'd already left, sorry. Um... No, no, that was that, that was that touching, heartwarming scene where Ro was <laughs> like, no, stop blaming yourself. Uh, okay, all right, um, uh, probably didn't go well, actually, because he's... Albion's talking about leaving, and that's, that's, that's not like him. He doesn't give up. No, he does not. If he talked to John and Annie and is in that sort of impression, I, I think I understand your Albion enough to know that conversation went poorly, and as kind as your offer is for supplies or something, uh, I do not think it will be accepted. Okay, can I, um... Can I leave these fuzzy socks for Wes so that his feet stay warm in the hospital at least? Is this part of comfort for healing? She looks over at uh, Dr. Cooper Smith. The line is, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we accept. She gingerly puts the fuzzy socks on Wes's feet and you see... A side of Phoebe that is not your usual side. There is a surprising, almost caring, nurturing quality to her action. You can tell that she clearly cares about Wes a lot. Uh, at the very least, as a friend. So, remember, this is a person who, despite his paranoia, has accepted her completely as basically a member of their found family. Uh, well, it was it was good to see you. Um, please get home safely. If you have any other information, uh, call my house line. Um, I'll be home in a couple of hours, and uh, Albion and Ro are still there. And, uh, and my guest, uh, everybody else is there right now. But uh, take care, you guys. Guest? Yeah. 
And Nixie ended up in my house as a guest last night. It's a, it's a whole thing. But uh, she's under the... Wait. Wait a minute. What is she doing in your house? Just her eyes narrow and her posture just changes. I have well, heard about this one from the Albion. Whoa, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Temporary truce, all right? Yeah, Albion's the one who said it was okay. She, she, her, she is... She changes to a more confused thing. You know that thing that dogs do when they cock their heads to the side? What, you mean uh-huh. like the Scooby-Doo? A little bit. <laughs> she, she's basically like looking for more answers on this one with just that posture. She's under guest rights in my home, and that means that she's basically pretty much helpless and powerless and in my bathtub. She, it sounds like there's something going on with the water in the local water. There is just this, like, vicious lupine laughter, and uh, she, she gives you... You wouldn't say it's an evil grin because you don't think she has a concept of good or evil necessarily, but um, it is it is wicked and toothier than you might expect from a, a human being. Uh, and she says, "You'll have you have the Nixie under hospitality rule." <laughs> oh, all she's missing she, she, is a leg she... brace. She she entered my heavily warded house, and, oh, and yeah, this is this is hilarious. Uh, it's been it's been an interesting couple of days. It has been pretty funny. Yeah, yes. Yeah, basically, finding a wet, sad puppy on your doorstep, except sadder almost. She actually gives you a look at that, and uh, she did not like that. <laughs> I'll I'll. I'll rephrase. Yeah, uh, rewind. Thank you. <laughs> it, it was, it, yeah, no, nothing sad about puppies. Puppies are great. I love them. Uh, no, it was you like are a, trying you, too hard. Yeah, okay, don't do it that. Like a, okay, it was like just like an abandoned little helpless baby in a basket left on somebody's doorstep in the rain. Like, you know, she had nowhere to go. And uh, she said the water's kind of got some sort of toxicity thing going on right now, which is kind of understandable with the fish and the salmon and everything. Um, and uh, so she 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 was freezing out there. She was going to freeze to death or like, I don't know if like they're like fish or something, but like, yes. you know. She... Deep breaths. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, we were gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have a scene with Rowan, actually. Well, interesting. What what scene would you like to have with Rowan? Just a chat. Okay. What kind of chat would you like to have with Rowan? So Albion is just sitting in the bathroom, probably sitting on a closed toilet across from... He is not, actually. Um, You attempted to do that, but then Rowan immediately made some noises at you and uh, in there were some words uh that included um basically that you wouldn't be in the same room as her i am under hospitality rights right now and i am understanding i understand that humans are not supposed to have naked 
Do not see me naked. <laughs> I thought that humans oh, aren't okay. supposed to yeah. have naked. <laughs> I thought I kind of assumed you always were when we were dealing with each other. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a bit of a different circumstance. Right now I am a guest in a home, yes? Yeah, that's fair. I am trying to follow your human customs. Just get her a bathrobe, Jesus. Yeah, listen, Rowan, um, I just wanted to kind of try to bury the hatchet a little bit. I have never attacked you with a hatchet. <laughs> yeah, no, I figure it's only a matter of time, but, um, listen, I just want to, I'm, everything I want to say is another goddamn euphemism. Uh, I want to make peace between us here. I'm not sure that will ever be possible. Uh, well, I'm just... You understand what an insult it is that you have perpetrated upon me, right? I understand you think it's an insult. I was in the Wild Hunt, and you were my quarry, and I did not successfully hunt you. Well, I've had several opportunities where you were the quarry, whether you thought so or not, and, uh, I haven't been able to kill you, so... Were guess... any of them during the actual wild hunt, Albion? Yeah, I guess that does make a bit of a difference. Look, my point is, Rowan... It makes a lot of a difference. Rowan, I apologize for insulting you. Look, you you and I both know that the only apology that is acceptable is for you to die. Well, that's gonna happen someday, whether or not either of us want it to, so, uh, it just ain't gonna be you anymore. I hope that the Arrow King will accept natural causes as a means of hunting. <sighs> we both know that ain't how I'm gonna go. No, you're right. <sighs> Rowan... I just, I want you to know that this whole thing we're dealing with here, going after this other fae, using you to draw him out, I don't intend to leave you twisted in the wind on this. I don't intend to just have him hurt you, kill you, none of that. As long as this is happening, you are under my protection, and I will ensure nothing happens to you. You have my word on that. There's this pause. This is why I will never understand you. Well, you let me give you a bit of a education on that. My first exposure to your entire world. Do you understand how the sight works? How it burns things into your brain? I have passing familiarity. The first experience I had interacting with the magical world was a... Uh, the eye-opening when I watched one of my best friends die. Getting his throat ripped out by a black court vampire. And from that day on, I had a choice to make, Rowan. I could either let that break me, or I could... Do my best to make sure no one else had to go through that. Do my best to protect people from this world that I just got thrown into. That I barely understand, and a lot of people don't even know about. My job above most other things is to protect people. 
That's what I've chosen for myself. And I know we've we've had ourselves plenty of battles. But right now we ain't enemies. Right now we need each other. And right now I'm gonna protect you. That's that's all I am, Rowan. That's all I've got. It is hard for me to understand the defiance of your own nature. If you are the hunter that you truly seem to be, and your first encounter was with a disgusting horror destroying the life of one of your friends, you say this is why you become hunter. You become a hunter for this. And you have prey that you intend to use as bait. And you want to keep your prey alive? See, that's the difference. Right now, you ain't my prey. And honestly, I don't want you to be my prey. Right now, we're allies. I don't want to use the F word because you got real upset what I said it last time. Correct. So... Right now we're on the same side, and uh, we'll see how it shakes out after that. This is why I hate you. You can't even do me the common courtesy of maintaining the natural order. <sighs> yeah, that, us humans are like that. You have put me in a position where I am acting in such a way... It is painful. How, how do you stand to do it all the time? I cannot. The strictest bounds had to be set that I would not rev immediately turn upon you. How do you just get to make the choice to ignore these things? What weakness possesses you that you cannot even stick to your own nature? <laughs> I suppose from where you're coming from, it does look like weakness. I may have misevaluated it as weakness because you are still alive, despite my best efforts. You know, I wish I had an answer for you. I don't. It's just what feels right, I suppose. Not right as in easy, right as in the right thing to do, I guess, for lack of a better term. The right thing for me to do is hunt prey. Then we're hunting prey together. This guy's our prey. We are drawing him out. As a unit. You're the feint. Then I. And the precision strike. The ambush. That makes sense? I see. I am not very good bait yet. Alright, well how can I help you uh, feel like you're in a better position for that? Unfortunately, I hate that this is the suggestion I am making, but I know I have to. It's the only thing that I can make for a suggestion, Albion. We need to become friends. If this thing... <laughs> if the voice stealer is targeting your friends to hurt you, why would it dispatch one of your enemies? 
Well, I guess you're right. We gotta become friends then, Ro. Rowan. Thank you. I can't call you Ro. We already have one. I would not allow you to familiarize my name anyway. But that's what friends do, Rowan. I despise you. Well, you're gonna Al. have to get over that. Al. <laughs> is that what you're gonna call me from now on? Is If that is what friendship is, then you are Al! <laughs> I mean, I hate that, but I guess that puts a square. <laughs> you are Al. You are my... F what? <laughs> you are my friend, Al. And you're my friend, Rowan. I have the strangest sensation in my midsection, but I must suppress it because this water is very clean. <sighs> There's a toilet, you can use that. Uh, no, no, I just will choose not to vomit at the words. Thank you. Allow me my strength, please. You are taking everything else from me. I will be strong enough not to void the contents of my stomach at calling you a friend. <laughs> hey, you called it real easily that time. See, it's getting better. Go away, Al. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk later, Rowan. Yes. We will discuss how to maintain the appearance that we are friends. You know what, Rowan? I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. I will hurt you. <laughs> See, friends say that to each other sometimes, too. It's funny how that works. All right, enjoy your bath. <laughs> you just hear a weird... Sub you he she clearly has submerged herself under the water and you hear uh just a person screaming owl under the water. And somewhere off in uh, another place in time, Paul Simon gets his inspiration. Oh my god, that's the episode title! <laughs> wow. Hello, everybody! It's your best friend and game master and guy who likes Paul Simon, Mike. That's me. I did that and made those dumb jokes for you, the fans. Because Graceland is an amazing album, and that song is very good. The music video is also very good. Please go watch it. Just, just go listen to more Paul Simon, okay? That's my PSA this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you are enjoying this sort of melodramatic, not exactly having dice rolled in it episode of interpersonal drama and conflict. I mean, those are the best kinds of episodes. It's why you listen to a show like this, right? And besides, you also listen to a show like this so that you can drink some wine and just chill 
with your bad self, listening to some people get into fake arguments and have character growth and stuff. Which brings us to our sponsor this week, Wine Insiders, the perfect companion for melodramatic actual play podcasts like ours. Wine Insiders is an online wine retailer committed to better wine delivered. In fact, you can enjoy free and fast shipping on orders with six or more bottles at WineInsiders.com. Get yourself going on something that tastes good with that spicy grape juice and listen to some uh, spicy podcasts, which is maybe not the best actual description for ours now that I think about it. Um, I don't even think we've had one kiss. Not even one yet. Man, someday, though, we'll have one. I'm sure. And when that day comes, you'll want to have a bottle of red or a bottle of white by your side. So visit our link at wineinsiders.eqwh.net slash ppn. Again, that's wineinsiders.eqwh.net slash ppn. Thanks, as always, to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our show, as well as other wonderful shows like Them's the Facts, No Dice, and Pokemakers which I have been told is basically considered a sister show to ours at this point, uh, because they have recorded no less than three guest spots with members of our cast to come out in the near future, uh, including me, which is really exciting. I had a ton of fun recording that with them. Uh, go give that show a listen. They're making a new Pokemon game from the ground up. I actually made their theme song. And maybe some other music that we don't know about yet. Ooh. If you want to get to know us a little better, and uh, why wouldn't you want that, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, at GMMCast. And while you're there, if you want to say some nice things about us, we rely entirely on word of mouth, so you can tweet about us using the hashtag GMMCast. You can also join our Discord server, where we do weekly Jackbox streams. We have a monthly Powered by the Apocalypse game, usually run by Tom, uh, aka Albion Graves, as well as other community-driven uh, events. So links to all of this is in the episode description. We'd love to have you. We love you. You're the best. Yes, you. Hearing this right now. Todd. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Cult Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life. Are you proud? No, never. Nah. Albion? Yep. As you are reveling in the delight of Rowan's frustrations, your phone rings. All right. Albion's got to look and see who's calling. It is not a number you recognize, but it is a Vermont number. Howdy. Well, if it isn't my good friend Albion says the voice of your friendly FBI vampire. Let me ask you a question before we talk. What was the one thing I cared the most about? 
the room at the lodge having? You uh you cared that we had your caffeinated pop and Nintendo Switch. Okay, it is you, Popper, and what's up? What? Are you what what are you dealing with you dealing with something that's pretending to be people? What? Yeah, that's the current that's the current case. Really? Okay. Didn't think to keep me abreast. Last time we talked, we weren't exactly on the friendliest of terms. No, actually, last time we talked, we were about to become friendlier. See, yeah, I guess I, that's one way to interpret how that went. I seem to remember this a little clearer than you do. We had a common interest worth pursuing. Yep. And I had a mm -hmm. unique opportunity for you to pursue that common interest. And I couldn't really say much more about it at the time. All right. So what's the good word? You alone? Alvian's going to go uh, up to the attic. Yep. Okay. I will trust you on this one because this is... If I can't trust you with this, I can't trust you with uh, what we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. All right, what are we talking about? Oblivion. Huh. There's a war, Albion. It's a war that's been going on behind the scenes of everything for longer than you and I should probably care to know about. Why do I feel like you even telling me this is dangerous? See, that's the kind of perceptive quality that I like in somebody when I'm trying to uh, recruit them to be on, you know, a member of the good guys. It'll serve you well. So, what about it? You and I both know there are things that we can't really talk about. I think we're talking about our mutual acquaintance here. Mm-hmm. That's correct. I'm part of a group that is dedicated to removing those acquaintances from our reality. Get it? I get it. There's a caveat. Well... Does that involve hurting Des? I don't know. I think that's going to be up to you to figure out. Let me be clear on that. Actually, let me be clear on that. If you don't figure that way out, it will. I think we're on the same page, then. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to do every goddamn thing that I can to protect Des. Okay. Well, we both know that that thing wrapping its claws around her neck needs to go. Saving the world from it, that's just sad benefit. I don't want it on my friend. Well, for me, it's the primary benefit. You, I'm going to give you a little piece of information that you need to know. And you cannot share this information with anybody. Okay? Yeah, stays between us. I want you to imagine a door. The biggest fucking door you've ever seen. Bigger than you can comprehend. We want that door to stay shut. Because that door is the door to our own existence. Us tiny little 
inconsequential creatures are trying to keep a door bigger than we can fathom closed. Do you know what's on the other side of that door? Of course you don't. No one does. I have not I have a notion that what's on the other side of that door and that's actually is the our problem, friend, Mr. Jack. That's exactly the problem. Do you he know came through the door? I'm not saying anything of the sort. What I'm saying because you will have to read between some lines here. The very act of knowing keeps that door from shutting. Everything that you know lets that door open just a little more. Our organization is dedicated to removing that knowledge. That knowledge usually comes in the form of people that possess that knowledge. It is the only way. And now you and I are part of that group of people that possess that knowledge. That's why we have to be extremely careful about the sorts of people that we let in on this particular war. Yeah. We have to fight against things that we can't know too much about. So I can't tell my clandestine organization about your clandestine organization. Absolutely not. Right. I mean, I was going to say I don't like keeping secrets, but fuck, I've been doing that the whole damn time, so. Yeah. Why do you think I even considered you? All right. Well, I guess I don't have much choice about being in, do I? Now that I know. Mm, yeah, you've, uh, you did kind of... Basically pick one side or the other just by listening to me, so there is that. Well, all right. Guess that means I'm sticking around Burlington. I need you to understand something. I don't think it would be good for your mental health to have to resort to extreme measures in this particular case. The fact that you have... Des says you've seen this entity and not just looked at it because some of my boys did look at it. You've seen it. Yeah, and at least once a week, usually more than that, I see it when I sleep. So, you know, it ain't going anywhere. You're a scary motherfucker. <sighs> I don't know, man. I think I just rolled really well. <laughs> I refuse to break the fourth wall with you. I don't know, man. I just... I have to do it for them, you know? Well, you, uh... You've seen Star Trek. Second movie, Wrath of Khan. I mean, of course I have. Have you fucking met me? I knew you had. Remember Spock's credo justifies the terrible action that he must take. Needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, yeah. Or the one. Keep that in mind. I don't want you to have to do anything that you don't want to do outside of the bounds of what is going to absolutely be necessary for you to have to do, which is going to be plenty of stuff that will be mm, questionable, sure. But I know it would... uh I know it would hurt quite a bit to 
have to say goodbye to your friend in such a way. Well, it's a good thing I'm not going to. I'm finding a way to rip him out. And I'm telling you that if you can't, needs of the many. Click. He knows that he's hanging up, but he just says, it's not fucking coming to that. Because I'm ripping him out or I'm fucking dying trying. Saying that more to tell himself that. Other people need scenes. <laughs> well, we do have Sylvester and Desdemona going into town to uh, see a person. So what kind of a shop are we talking about? Where you know Philippa works, sells a lot of archaic things, tends to be Victorian in nature, very much a good spot for hipsters or people who are actually in a lifestyle that is let's say, a little more outdated, a little more archaic, a little more magical. It's a little bit of a cliche, actually, that it's a front for people who know that magic is real. I'm sure that this this is not lost on Dr. Cooper Smith. <laughs> Does the shop have a name? It's called Earthbound Trading Company. All right, uh, well, uh, we'll enter the shop. You are looking for a particular person, and she is there at the counter. You can see a variety of downtown shoppers, very very much like the hipster set, uh, either people that are very young and hip or very old are in this particular establishment. And you do recognize Philippa behind the counter. All right, uh, so Des is probably going to just walk up to the counter, uh, probably grab a a couple of quick teacups on the way and uh, just put those on the counter. <laughs> Hi, Philippa. Oh, Miss Brown. I haven't seen you in a while and you have a friend. Yes, uh, Philippa, this is Dr. Sylvester Coopersmith. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. Today you, uh, you teach at uh, which college? University of Vermont. Ah, okay. The the better of the two schools, I'm sure. Probably. Interesting. Oh, well, I would assume you would know, but <laughs> she she gives you a, a wry little grin and uh, just, what can I do uh, for you today? Just just these, or is there anything else that I ought to know? Well, I was actually wondering if you were going to be um, on break soon. I was wondering if we could just uh, have a chat. Now... I I may not be on break for a while, but we do have a variety of interesting items in our back room, if you were interested. Uh, not all customers are necessarily in there. There are things that are perhaps a little more antique, a little, a little more... Mm, we, we don't want, you know, kids running around getting into them. Of course, uh... I think that we would actually be very interested in seeing your backroom items. So thank you. Perfect. She just sort of gives a nod over to the other person running a cash register uh, and just says, uh, just hold these items here for uh, for us. We'll be right back. Sly, put your hands in your pockets. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's what my parents always had us do in antique stores oh. so that we don't knock anything over. <laughs> ah, gotcha. She leads the two of you into uh, a back room where there are actually like nicer and more antique things, uh, but also you're not in view mm -hmm. or in the uh, in the earshot of other customers. She's probably a little distracted by all the all the pretties uh, for for a moment because she wants she desires all of them. <laughs> Miss Miss Brown. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, so Philippa, um, I know it's been a little while. I was wondering if we could um do a little uh chatting about some extracurriculars, mm, paranet related. We can we can drop the pretense now. It's fine. All right. Um, well, there's a, uh, I, uh, we, we, we've been, um, keeping active, keeping busy, uh, and, uh, there's kind of something going on right now, and I uh, just wanted to keep the Paranet folks in the loop, especially anyone who might know, um, a young, uh, local named Chris. Ah, yes, 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 I... I had thought that this might have pertained to Chris because I've heard that you've been busy, you two and your two friends. Uh, may I ask what you've heard? Well, Chris was none too thrilled about the part where you kept a, a certain nosy detective sergeant around a certain establishment for a while. Really, that one got under her skin, but what can you do? It wasn't on purpose, I'm, I assure you. Oh no, I don't imagine it was. I, I understand that uh, the stories there may be funnier than Chris was really going to let on. She was in a, quite a mood, but um, okay. I, I understand that you are perhaps pretty close associates with the local warden. Uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, we, we, we know Warden Beaumont, yeah. Mm, yes, and I do get to see Joseph from time to time as well. Oh, do you? Wait, his name's Joseph? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. To remind you, Darius, you were you were actually there when uh, he let that slip in front of your sister. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he was very flustered. Oh yeah. <laughs> turns out, turns out that Samantha Cooper Smith flustered pretty much everyone. Yeah, she do that. <laughs> she do. Yeah. So, uh, Joseph does drop in from time to time. I mean. I understand it was a warden of the White Council that established this in, this network in the first place, so he comes and checks up on us, makes sure that we're abreast of certain things. All right. Uh, well, just, you know, for total transparency, um, we've recently come in contact with Chris, and we're kind of aware of a bit of her psychic stuff that's going on with her um and she, she's tried to 
break contact with us, um, saying that, you know, she's in danger because of us, but we're not sure how. And now she is talking to us again. So it's a bit of a bit of bit weird. But um, at the same time, um, the monster hunter in our group, Albion uh, Graves, he uh, Mm. he, he's got Mm -hmm. um, a shapeshifter who's basically coming after people who know him. So just wanted to give you the down low on that. That um and that that's why we're traveling in pairs right now because it is a shapeshifter and it could steal what you look like and it could steal voices. I thought that maybe the paranet and anyone close to or in contact with Chris might want to just be prepared. Hmm. Yeah. I see. And uh, we're working on what to do about it. It already got one of our friends. So we're we're on high caution alert right now. Yes. Um your friend. Would this be a werewolf? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I thought. Uh her demeanor noticeably sours. Yes, Chris is a tragic case. Nobody takes her prophecy seriously i think she's sick and tired of people around her getting hurt you can't blame her can you i i I can't that's why i'm I'm here to make sure that no one else gets hurt i appreciate your intent and i appreciate that you are bringing this information to me so that i can help try to keep our friends safe can i do an empathy check uh, absolutely. I want to know if she actually believes Chris or not. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with a target of three. Six. Oh. You're not getting the read like she's dismissing Chris in any of this. It seems like, uh, her demeanor is changing kind of toward you and your group in general changing in a positive or a negative negative she she hates us because she thinks we're a risk negative way i very greatly appreciate you bringing me this information uh knowing that we have some sort of malicious shapeshifter is very very helpful truly i'm grateful uh i will make sure to pass information along that people should be Traveling in pairs with people they trust. That's good. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome, I guess. Uh, I'll just... um... And to that point, I... Mm. Has Chris perhaps asked you to leave her alone? Not me specifically, but she asked my friend Ro to stay away. Yes. Yes, she did. Uh, Are you staying away from her? As far as I know, there's only been contact via text message, possibly. There's been a lot going on the last few days. And this shapeshifter is targeting your associates, is it? Uh, Associates of of my friend, Albion. No, we did warn Chris about this. I just want to put that out there. And we we have uh, okay, and we we did uh, reach out to warn Chris about the shapeshifter as well. 
Yes. Uh, yes, I know you did, actually. Um, okay, well, if you know everything, I guess we can go then. Oh, no, I, I don't know everything. I, I, you misunderstand me. I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep people who aren't good friends with a warden of the White Council safe. And right now, what you're telling me is the safest place for them to be is uh, not in contact with you. I mean, if that's how you feel, I'll go. I'll just leave some cash for my cups and we'll go. Okay, just... I'm not... I'm trying to keep everybody safe here, too. I went out of my way here. Please, Miss Brown. I, I, I understand how I, I sound right now, okay? Um, I, I know it's, it's coming across as, as, as harsh, uh, where you seen Marcus at all lately? I was actually just about to ask you about him. I was going to ask if he was somehow wrapped up in any of this. Not sure. I thought, I thought I saw him the other day when the fish thing happened, but could be a shapeshifter. So who's to say? Marcus, Marcus, uh, oh, I, I, I fear for him. I, to be, to be blunt with you, Miss Brown, when he first met your group, uh, as it now seems to be, I warned him to steer clear of Albion. He's the type to attract danger. And death. He'll also be the last one standing, fighting. Well, that's well and good. But it's not a comfort to the people around someone to say everyone else around them may die, but they won't. <laughs> I am one of those people. Then I and would... And so is Sylvester. I would have warned you just the same, but uh, unfortunately I didn't have a lot of contact with you. Okay, well, duly noted. Got anything to say, Sylvester? Uh, no, not really. Okay, well, I came here to warn you. Consider yourself warned, and we'll go. I'm... We're both trying to do our best for our people, okay? Yes, yes we are. Okay. I'm... I'm sorry. Well, have a good day. I... I'll try. And, um, I would like to say you do have a very good eye. I, uh, if you hadn't bought those teacups, I would have. <laughs> well, I, for some reason, they just keep breaking in my home. Well, I mean, do you keep letting Albion into your home? I can't imagine the two things aren't related. <laughs> It's, it, <laughs> you should ask Joseph about that. Um, Warden Beaumont, you should ask Beaumont about that. And yeah, okay. So, so here, here's some, here's $30 and I'm going to take my teacups and uh, have a good day. Thank you. Um, I, I will, I will reach out to you later, I suppose, if that's okay with you. Once this particular matter is you don't know Chris like I do, okay? I don't, um... And you don't know what she's been through. 
I, I don't. I would love to understand, truly. And I do believe her. I believe... Here's my business card. Oh, thank you. I it believe... has my home phone. I believe Chris as well. And that's why I'm behaving the way I am. I get it. I can't have anything happen to them. I agree. Okay. Uh, I'll hear from you some time. Bye. Thank you. I guess we'll just head home. Yeah. Yes. What have you actually been doing in the meantime? So I've actually been thinking about this. Um, this is actually going to seem relatively inconsequential right now. But the whole time everything's been going on, she's been alone in what the first floor of Dez's house. Um, she's spent however long it's been, let's say like an hour, two hours, whatever... Um, that Albion's been talking to Rowan and Des and Sylvester are gone just walking around the living room looking at pictures of I assume Des's family and friends and I think she she's sat down at the desk that Des has and she's writing a letter um it's a fairly I'd say two to three pages of a letter um, that she seals up in an envelope and puts in her pocket. And she's not gonna address this with anyone. This is something that that she's gonna keep with her until it's needed. But she's writing this because she's she feels compelled to after seeing specifically a picture of and I'm, I'm putting this into the universe um I think Des has a picture of herself, Sylvester, Albion, and Marcus. And Rose sees this and writes a letter. And then as Albion comes downstairs, I think that she has a separate thought um, about all of their adventures. And it clicks in her head that no one has followed up with our lovely detective. So <laughs> she's going to kind of run up to Albion and be like, hey, um, have we heard from from any cops lately? <laughs> kind of in a panic, because she realizes that the last time that we'd heard anything was the whole weird situation with the Morse code stuff. No, uh, we haven't heard or checked in on Ditko yet. I've been kind of dealing with other shit. Um. Oh my god, we gotta check on Ditko, yeah. fuck. Yeah, so... <laughs> we get a we get a check on Dicko. <laughs> that wasn't on my agenda. God damn it! Well, Gwen, mm -hmm. Des has a house phone, and Sergeant Dicko has a direct line extension. Yeah, that that's. You know what? Albion has a cell phone. Let's use that instead of the phone number he called. True. Yeah, that is okay. So yeah, so I think Ro is gonna take Albion's phone and call Ditko his line and see if you know see what happens let's just let's see what happens okay it rings and after a moment you hear a familiar voice 
This is Detective Sergeant Ditko. Albion's gonna take the phone. And, <clears throat> uh, hello there, officer. Um, ha- uh, Sorry, uh, hmm. Um, <laughs> hi, may I ask who is calling, please? Um, <sighs> Does Albion have a lie? Cause... Uh, hey, detective, um. Mr. Graves. Yeah, that's me. Remember we, uh. We met in that bar with uh, my friends and stuff. Is this going somewhere? You feeling okay today, sir? I'm sorry? I just... Forgive me, but, uh... There's been some weird shit going on around town, and, uh... Someone I know says they got a phone call from you, but it was all weird. What? E- excuse me? Yeah, they... Someone... Who, uh... Someone I know who, uh, we, uh, we just talk sometimes. They, um, they Albion, said you were the tapping, and it... Allie's gonna give her a look. Are you sure? She just nods. All right, someone wants to talk to you. Hands the phone to Rao. Hey, detective. Um, do you recognize my voice? Yes. Yes, Miss Stone, I do. And my first name is... Rochelle, why are you asking... Just a fun little trivia game I do with people on the phone now. Um, I'll give you back to Albion I'm now. I'm a police Goodbye. officer and I hand, and you're wasting no, my I time. I hand it to Albion. I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you get uh, the phone back and you basically hear him finishing. You're wasting my time. Um, so Ro just Look, nods. Officer, my friend calls and says, <laughs> my friend calls and says you tapped Morse code SOS. I, it wasn't, it wasn't SOS. It was help. Whatever. Where are you right now? I'm at that friend's place. The friend is not present. Uh, uh, do you mind telling me what happened? I, I want, I want to tell you in person. Are you going to be at that friend's for long? (laughs) Might be better if, uh, Miss Stone and I come to you, actually. I do have a question. Yeah? You remember that antagonistic first conversation that we had? I do. You remember the question I asked you? Which one? <laughs> About your name. <laughs> oh yeah, that um, you asked me if it was my, if it was some Harry Potter shit, and uh, then I asked for your name and badge number. Hmm. Yeah. Before before that second part there, how much of that do you believe? <laughs> A decent amount. Yeah, this is not a conversation that we will be having in public. You like sandwiches, officer? Yes. Yes, I do like sandwiches. Does I know a place where we can talk about this? Best sandwiches in town, conveniently enough. Four corners of the earth. We'll meet you there. Time. What time works for you? Now. Alright. Leave their bells on. Do. And he hangs up and ends the episode.
I found your Christmas card to me the other day, and it made me very happy. Oh, I kept it. That's so nice. I hoard cards. It's pretty bad. <laughs> That's because you're everywhere. You're a caring person. I am a nostalgic bleeding heart. Yeah, I get it. Blood everywhere. All over the damn place. <laughs> it's all over the table. <laughs> my, my dice, I can't read them. They're too bloody. Oh. Let's Ew. just say they're oh, all Jesus. pluses because there's blood on them. <laughs> blood dice. Blood dice. Blood dice. Wait, let's not chant blood dice. No, that, that has to blood. exist, right? Oh, of course it does. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they get out of like whale penis and shit. There's got to be blood dice out there. Yeah. I'm a... sorry. Can we rewind? Nope. No. There's a YouTube no. guy that I watch. He makes dice. We've got a podcast to record. We're going to do our podcast. I just rolled. I didn't roll well, so let's just start the podcast. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.